0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Philly Fresh Podcast, providing the freshest takes in sports, straight from the oven to your ears. I'm your host, Robert Arelli. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brandon Carasillo.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We are back again to discuss Sixers, a little bit of Lakers, those will be our opening thoughts, and of course cover NFL free agency, how it impacts the Eagles, how it impacts the NFC East and how it impacts the NFL as a whole. And you can follow the pod on Twitter at Philly fresh pod, where you can hear all the content, see our strong meme game. The dankest and memes. Dank Yo, we memes. got the dankest, the dankest memes. Uh, you guys can uh, of course DM us any questions, comments or concerns. If you if you love us, great. Please rate and review us on iTunes. If you hate us, great. Please rate and review us on iTunes.
0: Yeah, just give us five stars and then bash the shit out of us. It's fine. That'd be fine. We're it's, five star men. Exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with some opening thoughts, and I want to just say that the Sixers finally beat the Bucks, dude. The best team in like the league, you know, the Bucks.
1: And yeah, y'all. hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. Time. So
0: they win 130 to 125, high scoring game. And Giannis just gets 52 points. Giannis put up a 50 spot on us.
1: Yeah, that's still a little concerning considering we just got, you know. Pantsed by the Rockets and uh, James Harden. So it's a little concerning coming off that and now seeing Giannis do that to us Yeah, however this time around our intensity was there from the from the get-go we were able to match their intensity on their home floor and uh, Obviously having Jojo back made a huge difference, you know worlds of difference on both sides of the floor It was a high-scoring game. So there wasn't a whole lot of defense but Line and Sixers were able to close it out when necessary and make a stop when necessary.
0: Yep, JoJo came up with 40. Um, Conversely to Giannis, Ben Simmons only had eight points. And when you look at the box score, you would say, damn, like Ben had a bad game. Giannis killed him. But actually, Ben played a really good game, I thought. And his defensive intensity was there the whole entire game. And I thought he played pretty well, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought he played, you know, the the Chris Bosh, the Clay Thompson type role, you know, where he's like the third fiddle, but he's still playing a solid, under-control game there when you need him type thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, Jimmy Butler came up real big in the fourth. He ended the game with 27 points, six rebounds, three assists, uh, shooting eight of 16,
1: so... Yeah, nice game. Nice game. I... <laughs> Honestly, if the Sixers can do that, what they did right there, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough out in in the playoffs if they can, you know, replicate the way they played. Now, it's a little dangerous giving up 125, but I will say the offense looked balanced, and that's what I liked most. You know, for once, it wasn't Tobias just kind of bailing us out or. Mm whatever jojo constantly bailing us out it was a nice team effort reddick looked like himself again which is obviously Praise a huge the league. lord yeah about time about time um, better than ever though turn it on now right into the playoff stretch should be great great time to uh you know get hot so oh yeah team looks good team looks good it was a nice statement win
0: yeah for sure um on the box Chris Middleton with 19, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez, Splash Mountain is what they call him now. And it's an earned nickname because the guy's the best fucking three-point shooter in the whole league.
1: I'm telling you, you if you put him and Clay Thompson next to each other from the back, you wouldn't know who was who. The reason no. why Brooke was Brooke was because he's taller. Yeah. At this point, he's just splashing them all over the place. And what did we talk about last podcast? These goddamn Lopez brothers are going to be the fucking death of the NBA. Just always floating around the NBA, scheming against your team. You got one Lopez brother who's on shitty teams and then beats your team when they shouldn't. And then you got another Lopez brother being kind of a journeyman. Now he's on yeah. the fucking price, just ready to. Rip your heart out, like that's how these Lopez brothers works, man. That's how they work. They're like a bunch of fucking. They're like the drug cartel, Lopez Damn. brothers, ready <laughs> come in and take over your city. And then you got George Lopez
0: blasting at three in the morning when you wake up. You remember that show, dude? Yes,
1: the worst. Although that daughter was fine as fuck, but she was. But yes, the worst show. Even you know, actually, even the wife was too. But yes, but, I was going to say that. <clears throat> but. Yes, just the most annoying show. Just I just want to like watch highlights and if I accidentally have TBS or Nick at night whatever the fuck it was on, I don't want to watch the goddamn Lopez show. No. You
0: okay? know what? I'm I'm wanna... out on the Lopez's. On any any Lopez in any walk of life, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> We're <laughs> I'm out.
1: out. We're out. Listen. If got a last name Lopez, you might have to change it because we're starting rivalries with Lopez's over here. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. And if you're a fan of the pod and you're Lopez, you're banned. You're banned from listening. And I hate, I hate to have to do it to you, but uh, that's just that's one of our rules now.
1: Or we refer to you as Low. Like, you know, if your name's like Derek, Derek Lopez. I don't know why you're American and Hispanic, but <laughs> if your name's Derek Lopez, you're now d Low. See how that works?
0: Oh, yeah. That's kind of a cool nickname.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome.
0: Oh, and also, Ursan uh, Eliasova took a charge tonight because he always does. I don't know if you saw that, but brought back memories from last year when he would take one charge per game for the Sixers every night. And it was
1: always in a crucial moment. So, Yep. Him and Bellinelli, just the kings of three-point Dagger on one side and then charge on the other side. Yeah. In the dick. There goes the game. Charge.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, the Sixers finally have the third seed. I don't know if last time we potted they had it, but now they do. I'm just checking the standings real quick. And yeah. Sixers 45 and 25. Pacers 44 and 26. And. We're a game up on them, and we have the tiebreaker now. So that is huge. The Sixers huge. have to end this season with the third seed. And they're in a great position to do it now.
1: It's huge. It's Listen, huge. we're the greatest third seed. We're the best third seed. <laughs>
0: we're the best third seed.
1: But but in all honesty, I mean, did we really expect the Pacers to hang on to the third seed? Well, after no, dude, but oh. they're still doing it. They're, they won't go away. I think that's more of a product of the East, though, at this point. I mean, look, they're, they're a well-coached team. Nothing to take away from them. But I think it's just a product of them beating up on bad teams. Let me let me just tell you this, though. The East is better than the West. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, I agree. I agree. I just think that both conferences are top-heavy. Yeah, they are, if, for sure. Like for if, sure. if you ain't gang-gang at this point, then you're just on the outside looking in. You know who's gang-gang, though? Mike Scott. Oh, Mike Scott, my man My main man Sipping the
0: mixed drink of some fan That he dove into the stands <laughs> on top of <Up.
1: laughs> Sipping some Henny
0: Oh my god, that was Henny. that was fantastic
1: Henny god, Mike Scott <laughs> I don't know why Why are you Boston? I don't know why I tried to do god like JWD And now it just turned into Boston Oh, uh, well, happy St. Patrick's Day <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Guess that's coming from.
0: Never celebrated it in my life, but uh, happy you know, St. No, Patrick's I, Day.
1: That's because we're Italian. True. But that's okay. It's all you Irish out there. With, we're thinking about you, baby cakes. Happy St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. But not you damn Lopez's. <laughs> you don't get to celebrate. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, that I mean, that's it on the Sixers' front. They played two other games besides the Pacers and the Bucks, and that was the Cavs and the Kings. Nobody cares about that. Um, no. Even though they Buddy would. Buddy Healed likes to go off for like sixty against us every time, and thank God that that didn't happen this game. Yeah, my yeah.
1: God. Enough. Yeah.
0: Enough of that. Yep.
1: Fucking healed. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are lose lose games. I always call them. I've always referred to them as lose lose because uh, you win by a lot doesn't mean anything. You win by one really doesn't mean anything. You lose by a lot means a whole lot because you suck now you lose by one doesn't mean anything because that just means your focus wasn't there and you don't give a a crap because it's the regular season. So it's just lose, lose all four scenarios.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Okay. You want to get into uh, your opening thought here?
1: Yeah. So I'll get into it. Um, The Lakers are a disaster this season. Anyone who disagrees, you can see me outside. Uh, They're a complete disaster. And you know what? They deserve it with this roster that they put together. Uh, you know, it's a joke. Like, did we really think that the likes of whatever Lonzo Ball, who I guess still has somewhat of a potential um, Reggie Bullock, who they acquired Caldwell Pope, Tyson Chandler at the end of his career, Josh Rondo Hart, Stevenson, Rondo Stevenson, bunch of like scrappy, but like ultimately not very good anymore players uh kyle kuzma is pretty good um javel mcgee's can be pretty good but he's also loony as shit so you never know what he's gonna get it's just it's just bottom line is it's just a bunch of like okay guys and not a whole lot of direction do we i mean Bill walton's as good as good as gone you know he's as good as gone. oh he is he is i I mean luke luke Luke, i I mean Sorry. (laughs) Bill's his nut job father who decides to be like some raging hippie on ESPN late night and West Coast college basketball games. It's so bizarre. I can't stand his father. But anyways, Luke is as good as gone. It's sad, you know, but he's been basically, you know, whatever the laughing stock, the the budding joke of that organization since they were off to a rough start and, that's it. You know, it was never going to work out with him. He's got to be gone. Um, I think the next step for the Lakers is to probably acquire some free agents or some moves, but like big time d- free agents. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I do want to get into is, you know, this, and I'll get into whatever what free agents or what potential moves that they could make. But this does affect LeBron's legacy. No, no other way. I don't care if you think. Well, he's at the end of his career, and he was around a bunch of losers, so it doesn't matter, you know. This doesn't taint his career. It does taint his career. When did Michael never make the playoffs? You know, Uh, I don't know. Or make the playoffs. To me, you look at LeBron. I mean, the classic example is today's game where they got eliminated by the friggin' Knicks, none nonetheless, in Madison Square Garden. Which, again, I know that the lights are shining bright, but LeBron, I mean, come on. The Lakers are led by 11, under three and a half to go. Knicks kind of roar back with a few threes and, you know, some block shots. LeBron gets blocked by DeAndre Jordan, which could have been questionable. Goal 10. It was very close. Um In the final minute, and then he misses a jumper, kind of a lazy wing jumper. Hazonia was on him, and then Hazonia was on him for the last possession as well, and LeBron kind of just, you know, did that one-two-step Dirk-Durant-type move where he tries to bank it in from, like, 12 feet out, and it just... You know it wasn't happening. It was just so telegraphed and his own you could see it from a mile away and he blocked it And that was really the end of the game, but I want to get into my ultimate point here. I Never thought for a minute watching that 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 was LeBron's all and Really dude. He's quit Early this season have I felt that LeBron has given it his all unless if it's against like the Warriors or like a team that grabs headlines I haven't seen LeBron give it his all in quite some time. And that game today was such an indictment on this entire season for the Lakers, if you're a Lakers fan. LeBron just half-assing it, like taking a lazy-ass shot and then take, following that up with like kind of a physical drive, but so telegraphed and kind of slow, didn't look explosive whatsoever. You know, you're getting blocked by his zonia at the buzzer. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, that's just all. Oh. It just... It never looked like to me he quite cared this this season. You know, he never once things turned for the worse, he went into pouty mode like, oh, I'm too good for this shit. You know, my body's been through too much. We'll just pack it up for next season. Yeah, I'm going to take every other night off. Yeah. Which is such a bad look for the NBA. And it's such a bad look for his career. Do you think Michael was taking nights off? When he, when, you know, when, when he's trying to, in the midst of like a playoff push, maybe for the one seed or, or whatever, like, do you think he's taking nights off early in the season? Oh yeah. I'll be back in a month. Cause I have a fucking like sore calf or whatever the fuck hamstring, no. whatever it was, no. give me a break with this guy. Like, I know he's one of the greatest. I'm not trying to downplay that, you know, but when I when I look at today's game it just was sad to watch. It's like it's just like a beaten dog going in the middle just to be fucking grinded out by five savages. That's what it looked like watching. Just five defenders ready to just eat his guts out as soon as he went down the lane and he did it so hesitantly at the end where it just looked like yeah, you know what? This is all I got. If I bank it in, great. If not, that's it. I'm not gonna go and try to bully my way in Fernand one layup like I used to. You know, yeah. it just it looked like he had that extra gear in this game. And LeBron has dug himself into a little bit of a hole now by sell, by um, signing this deal with LA. You know, he's going to be in his seventeenth season next season. He doesn't really give it his all you know, for 82 games anymore. So the Lakers need to keep that in mind when surrounding him with talent. Um, they can't just surround him with a bunch of guys like Ray Allen, like that, you know, like, he, you know, when he was with Miami and they got him a bunch of veterans or even Cleveland, they can't really do that at this stage anymore. They can't just put a bunch of old guys out there around him because the fact of the matter is he's approaching a spot where he needs just as much rest as they do. Yeah. And, and, it's it's become a bit of a burden to LA if if I'm him. A, if I'm a Lakers fan I'm a little
0: worried seeing oh, this this season I'm, yeah
1: i think panic meter is a high 7 at this point maybe an 8 because if you're a Lakers fan
0: yeah because okay okay people say all right we're, they were going to mail it in this year lebron came here you know he's got to build his team but if they don't get these big-time, big-time superstar free agents, then they're going to be in trouble, dude, because they're going to have this same LeBron next year, the guy that's taking nights off and not giving it his all, and they're not going to have their big three. So a lot can go wrong for the Lakers right now.
1: Yeah, uh, keep in mind, I mean, he's going to be 37. He's going to be 37 in 2022 when his contract's up. So you're this is it, man. I mean, when you're 37 at that time, I don't think you're playing too many more years. You know, you're not gonna stay in the league until you're coming off the bench if you're LeBron. Hell no. So, you know, 37, 38, that's gotta pretty much be it for you, I would think, unless if you're trying to pull off some kind of TB12 movement, right? In the but, NBA, but but I, you know, with the load he carries, I just this is really it, honestly. This is really his last dance, his last call. And I think it's approaching a point where you're getting concerned if you're a Lakers fan, you know, you're hearing these rumors from Kevin Durant, from other players on the league and how it's toxic being around him, you know, when the, when the game is on the line or when, you know, there's a lot at hand, you know, it's toxic playing with him, being a second fiddle to him. Um, Kyrie Irving, of course, ran himself out of town because of it. Like, it's starting he's LeBron's starting to build kind of a rap sheet, which is, you know, turning for the worse. It started out as, oh yeah, it's fine, you know, he's all fun and games. Le, you know, LeBron, Wade Bosch, look at them, having fun. But now it's turning into, man, I don't want to play with him. He's getting he's getting a little older. He's yeah. getting a little slower. He's getting a little more egocentric. He's getting a little more pissed off. He's getting a little more irritable. He's getting a little more defensive of himself. You know, it's starting to become the LeBron show, but if you're not good enough, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's not even – he's not even letting people, like, gel anymore. Yeah, he was ready to treat the entire Lakers team at the deadline. Oh, all of them. All of them. All of you motherfuckers, get out of here. Especially <laughs> after what you showed in Indiana, how you got waxed by, what, 40 or whatever it was. Yeah, that so was he, just pitiful. Yeah, that was sad. In my opinion, that's when it all fell off the season. That was the turning point. Yeah, because
0: no Um, one took it personal either. Like, you got to take that personal if you're LeBron. I don't care if you're in playoff contention or not. That's where you're like, okay, I'm one of the greatest players ever. I don't get
1: 40 hung on me, you know? No. And here's here's the ultimate point that I want to just wrap up in this because this isn't a friggin' Lakers pod, but... Here's the ultimate point. If the Lakers don't get Anthony Davis this offseason, if they don't land Anthony Davis or they don't land a big-time player like Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant who looks like there's no shot in hell will happen or Kawhi Leonard, if they don't land any of those big-time stars, I guess Klay Thompson you can throw in there too, the Lakers are in serious trouble. And I'm at a point where I'm about to say This could define LeBron's career in L.A. if they don't land Anthony Davis this offseason. Because you look past this, you think he's going to settle for another year of this? You think the Lakers are going to settle for another year of this? And do you think that both are going to be willing to wait until he's 36 and they're serious contenders now? I I don't see it. I think at that time they would have already had to have a super team together and he's like, uh, which is crazy to say second fiddle at that point, you know, a full star is pretty much taken over and then he'll take over the fourth, maybe, you know, LeBron, I mean, so I'm at a point where I'm not so sure that this is a, a match made in heaven and there's a lot of, you know, deep seated look at myself in the mirror questions that lebron and the organization are gonna have to ask themselves if they can't land anthony davis especially i'm shitting myself if i'm a lakers fan if oh, you totally. don't land davis i'm shitting myself
0: yeah well i agree on pretty much all those points you just made so it's a shit show over there
1: in la yeah i mean who would have thought sixers you know we uh, we were the underdogs in free agency, and you know he spurned us to go to LA because you know beaches and bitches. Mm-hmm. But so what? We got we got the better future, man, and it's we not do? even close. Sorry, have, LeBron, you could have been part of it. Yeah, imagine if you know nothing against Tobias, love him, but imagine if it was him instead of Tobias with this team's future. I mean. At this point, you're ta- I think you're talking multiple championships at that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But- so it's it's a shame, but he's, he's going to regret it, and the Sixers are going to come out smiling because they got a f- really formidable offensive team on their hands for the near future. And uh, I really like what I see from the Sixers, and I like the direction they're going in, and you have to feel like you're in a great place as a Sixers fan right now.
0: Oh, for sure. There's a lot of questions with free agency and, you know, who's going to remain. But it's all good. You know, it's
1: all we're, good. We're in a good place now. Yeah. We're in a good place right now. Even if we were to lose, you know, minor pieces or if we lose a major piece, um, we're still in a better yeah. position than out.
0: Yeah, totally. And we might be able to replace that major piece,
1: too, as well. Never so. know. Never know.
0: Yeah. OK, well, that's it for basketball. Let's move on to the Eagles now. Free agency is just insane. It's been crazy this year. Big names on the move everywhere you look. But let's start with the Eagles. And let's start with Howie Roseman re-signing Ronald Darby to a one-year $8.5 million million deal. We bring back Darby. Did you expect this? Did you
1: expect No. No, no. neither did I. He had pods talking about how he's pretty much going to be gone. Yeah, and I'm happy that he's back because oh, it's such a nice little deal. It, it it's is. A-
0: it's like a prove it deal. It's like, oh, you were hurt. Um, let's see if you got if you really got what it takes to earn that big money cornerback contract. So I love a guy on a prove deal. Number one, because you're always going to get his hardest work. And second of all, Darby is technically our best corner. If you had to pick okay, who's my number one guy? It's going to be Darby. Oh, and, no, yeah, and we have a lot of guys. We talk about it all the time. We have Russell Douglas, Sidney Jones, Avante Maddox, Jalen Mills, Crevon LeBlanc, who's like my favorite one out of all of them.
1: But, I saw you speak that today, <laughs> Elliot pops. I couldn't believe that. And, I, was to, I was like, there's no way he's your favorite player.
0: Dude, it's like him and Avante Maddox are my favorite players. It must be the no. dreads. It must be the dreads. If know.
1: these, if they line them up next to Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz, you would not oh pick that, Oh, my them. God, dude. I would totally get their not, jerseys. I would yeah, get their jerseys I, before. I didn't mean to make that a white versus black thing. I inadvertently <laughs> said that, so please forgive me. I just, they just came off the top of my head. But, okay, for example, if Jay was balling out or Carson Wentz was balling out or Alshon Jeffrey was doing amazing, I don't think that you'd no. pick... LeBlanc and you're saying no no, is
0: it Uh, you're wrong I like I like an obscure favorite player I'm all about the obscure favorite player I used to have a Brandon Boykin t-shirt
1: I remember (laughs) you also used to have a Macklin jersey which isn't obscure but at the time he was never like number one right I don't know I don't uh, know. Your dad, I think, has a fucking Trey Burton jersey. Dude, he, he has right? a Mac Hollins
0: jersey, Mac Super Bowl back. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mac Hollins, who probably will never see the field. No, he'll probably
0: hurt. be cut.
1: He like <laughs> wasn't even that good at North Carolina. I have no idea why your dad fell in love with him. But anyways, <laughs> um,
0: okay. But anyway, the point I was making is we have all these guys, but none of them have really stepped up to say, "I'm the guy. I'm your. I'm your corner of the future." So yeah. since that hasn't happened yet, it's good that Darby's back because we can say, okay, you are our guy. We know you're our best one. So now the other guys can fight for the number two spot.
1: Yeah, and look, we've had this conversation for a while now, right? For almost half a season yeah. where we yeah. know who the first guy is. We don't know who's going to step up, and we don't know if Darby will be back. But we don't have any of those answers. But what we do know is that Darby's going to be back because – and get this – Basically, in my opinion, because he got injured. If he didn't get injured, yeah, I don't think Eagles bring him back, and I don't think he comes back for a friendly deal like that. No. I think he ends up getting a two- or three-year deal somewhere else. Yeah, for Maybe, some bigger you know, money, more guaranteed. Right, some some sleaze bag like Buffalo or something like that will yep. sign him. You know what I mean? Like some organization like that. So I honestly, uh, you know, I don't know. I do I, I, I don't want to pin it on an injury and say that this is a good thing because you never, ever say injuries are a good thing. But in this case, it worked for the Eagles. It certainly worked. A player getting injured to the point where it's kind of a minor injury <laughs> struck gold for the Eagles. They they were able to bring him back and much needed, if we're being honest, because we still don't know who's going to step up out of the guys you listed.
0: Right. Okay, let's uh, continue with the defense here and – Talk about Malik Jackson being added. Uh, 29-year-old defensive tackle from Jacksonville. He signed a three-year, $30 million contract, and now will be playing next to Fletcher Cox, my boy,
1: the dog. And the guy's going to eat. He's going to eat, dude. Yeah, uh, he, he, I believe, came from Denver where he was a stud. Oh, yeah. He wrecked that Super Bowl, too, I think. Right. Right, I think he was an absolute stud. Signed with um, Jacksonville. Uh, For whatever reason, we never really heard much more about him. I don't know if he was injured. You know, I don't really... Cover Jacksonville too in depthly, but it just sounds like it just didn't work out, and he wasn't producing at a level that they expected him to. Kind of similar to Sue and the Dolphins, mm-hmm. I guess. A say. bit, a bit
0: inconsistent, and plus they needed money to sign
1: our boy. Yeah, Foles, okay. So that so. makes sense. That makes sense. That sounds like Sue and the Dolphins, basically. So. Yeah, I mean, look, what one person's trash is another person's treasure. We'll take him. You know, we—he it was a position that we were a little thin on going into the draft. We knew we needed a D-tackle at the end and probably some O-line help. But I'm all in. 29 years old, one less guy you got to worry about in the draft. Yeah, hell yeah, let's oh, do yeah. it.
0: I'm all in, and he's better than Timmy Jernigan, I think, as well. Do you agree?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jernigan had a world of potential coming out of Notre Dame, but um, again, another guy who just never really quite put it together. That's why he was, I think, he was cut by the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where he, he, didn't, he didn't put He was the traded, United, actually, to the Eagles. From oh, the traded. To, yeah. You're right, right, traded. So, again, similar to Malik Jackson, he was in a destination where he just never quite uh, sprouted the way that they thought he would. So, here we are. I mean, look, I'm all in with Jackson. Yeah. Um, I now, think uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I sorry. I think that the next, you know, duty is to definitely get uh, a pass rusher, especially after losing Bennett. That was you know.
0: Yeah, so that's I just, tough. Sort of, uh, I geez,
1: still, I still don't understand the trade fully. No, I know, your enemy like that. But so
0: we're looking at Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, uh, Derek Barnett after missing the whole season and coming back after surgery. So hopefully he's the same player. Before that, he looked like he's going to be one of the great defensive ends in the division. So, hopefully, he returns to that potential. We also have Chris Long, who is unsure about retirement, and Josh Sweat. So, I would like to see another DN added, whether it's in free agency or in the draft. We need more talent there because it's the most important on our defense, most important position on our defense.
1: Agreed. I mean, look again, teams that win the Super Bowl. The, the, you know The number The top three positions That win you Super Bowls The person who throws it The person who protects the thrower The person who rushes The thrower Yeah The three Totally <laughs> Those are the three players <laughs> So That's what you need to build your team around And I I think Eagles will end up Picking a pass rusher in the first round Mainly because this draft is so deep with them Arguably one of the deepest drafts in a while for uh for you know pass rushing. So Eagles cash in there. Um, it'll be all good. I you know, I, I think we'll kinda you know, I don't know if we'll be back to, you know, postseason big dick nick form, mm-hmm. but give us about six, seven, eight games and I think you'll start to see this team hit its stride next year.
0: Yeah. I think it's very important that Chris Long comes back too because yeah. if we do take Provides
1: a rookie then he could
0: kind of do what Derek Barnett did the first year, play a good amount of snaps, maybe 30 to 40, get his feet wet, show some raw potential, but not really have to carry the load. So I just don't want to force the pass rusher in there if we do take one in the first round. It'd be nice to have Chris Long for one more year just to groom the rookie.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 I agree. Okay, Yeah. yeah, bring him back. And if you can't bring him back, get someone who, who can he, fulfill a similar role.
0: Yeah, he's signed. He's back. It's just, is he going to retire or not? He's not sure yet.
1: Well, no, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. convince get his ass back. Yeah. Talk to him and say, listen, you retire, you're dead to us, so you better come back. <laughs> you retire, you're a Lopez now, so you better you're come back.
0: You're Lopez, you're banned from the pod. I, I don't want to ban Chris Long from the pod, you know? Yeah, you better come back. <laughs> <laughs> it. All right. Well, you know who did come back?
1: Do you know? Do you know? Which player? There's a lot of people who didn't come back in the NFL. I said who did come back. Oh, who did come back? D-Jack. D- oh. Well, yeah. He's actually
0: the next yeah. guy I'm going to talk about. But D-Jack. <laughs> D- money. D-fucking-Jack, dude. Man, My favorite eagle. He, he- of
1: all time? No. Okay, but because I was gonna say I didn't know that if that was the case.
0: No, but like from like 2012 to
1: 2014. Like, oh, so he's got like a special place in your heart.
0: Yeah, he's just had so much swag. We miss yeah. that. We miss that, oh, dude.
1: Yeah, I bet you. Yo, know, over under five fights this year for D. Jack Eagles <laughs> and another team.
0: Well, you know, he's got a kid now, and he's a little bit older, so I don't know if he's going to fight as much, but... Okay, we're under three fights for D-Jack. Mm. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I'm going
1: to say he gets into four altercations. Four? Once with the Cowboys, because mm. he'll, like, do some fuck around. Once with the Giants, because, like, he'll mouth off. And, like, I don't know. I just see it happen. Well, his
0: former team, the
1: Redskins, as well. There you go. That's my third one. And then, like, a fourth one will be, like, a team that, like, he just doesn't fuck with, like, the Saints (laughs) or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who thinks they're, like, fake or some shit, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fake ass bitches. Yeah. 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 So. All right. So. Good
0: four. I'm in. (laughs) Okay. Four altercations. I hope. I hope it's five, honestly, if I'm being real. But he's back for three years, uh, 27.6 million, and he is 32 right now. Hasn't lost a step. It's it's just as fast, man. Still one of the fastest players in the league. Still one of the best ball trackers in the league, too. So this year, we're getting a great player. We are getting exactly what we need for this offense. Yeah. Who's to say that in 2020 and 21, when he's 33 and 34, we might be struggling? But this year... I think you could not be very excited to have D-Jack on the team. Listen,
1: he's only 32. And, again, uh, he's three seasons removed from 1,000 yards. 2017, he was a little banged up. 2018, though, last year, 774 yards, four TDs. I mean, not bad. Not, not bad. bad. I, he's, he's, play, he's over there, you know... Being the wide receiver, too, to Mike Evans. And, you know, of course, they have Jameis Winston throwing the ball all over the fucking place. Yeah, and Jameis, I heard
0: that uh, he hated playing with Jameis.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he's like, hey, bitch ass, throw me the ball, you fat fuck. And I'm sure Jameis probably short-armed it by 20 yards. Probably. (laughs) And that's how we throw Jameis Winston under the bus for this pod.
0: (laughs) Yep. Sorry. Jameis, you're banned. You're banned from the pod. You're also banned. For upsetting my boy, Deshaun Jackson.
1: Uh,
0: get in better shape you're in the NFL you're a quarterback dude if I was a starting QB in the NFL I would be so cut I would have a Uh, trainer and a chef first of all and I wouldn't shoplift crab legs because I would just buy them fucking (laughs) loser of course he's trashed from
1: Tallahassee of course oh man Uh,
0: you wait about Deshaun though A point I wanted to make is you said it. He was the number two to Mike Evans. Uh, Jameis missed him. But when he was here before in Philly in like 2008 to 2013-ish, he was expected to be our number one. And he's never been that kind of guy. You know, he's just been a, not necessarily a one-trick pony, but he's more of a compliment and a speed guy. And now that he's finally coming back and doesn't have to be our number one guy, I think he's really going to benefit from that.
1: Me too. I think the sky's the limit, especially with having, you know, Ertz and uh, Goddard and, of course, Alshon on the end. And Aguilar. And Aguilar, who ah, I'm still in wait-and-see mode about that boy. But um, in all in all you know, three, maybe four other guys to help him out. You know, I love the potential for Carson Wentz to really get on board with all that. You know, if our fucking line can protect him, I would love to see, you know, what type of season Djax is gonna have. Because there's no pressure for maybe the first time in his career, there's no pressure on him to put up big time numbers. You're right. You're totally right. Whatever we think about it, whatever we get from Djax this season, it's like getting a gift over and over. It's like it's like it being Christmas over and over, like, oh, my God, you got me S, Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know why I turned to like, a bitch from The Gap, <laughs> but basically what I'm trying to say is, is you're fucking psyched every time he does something, mm-hmm. you know? It's and- not like, oh, I expect him to do something every game. That's more on the side of Ertz and Jeffrey. Yeah,
0: I'm sure D-Jack is psyched too because, like, he doesn't have to play with, like, Kirk Cousins and, like, Jameis Winston anymore, you know? He gets to come play with Carson Wentz. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I look. I think it's a great move all around. As long as we can keep Carson healthy and throwing piss missiles over the middle into the you know hash marks, the edge hash marks, I think we will be in great shape. You know, and I think G. jax will be a hell of a compliment to Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, for sure, for sure.
0: Okay. Next uh, transaction the Eagles made here was bringing back Jason Peters on a one-year $6 million deal. And the bodyguard is back. I am happy about it because I didn't feel confident going into this season with Vitai or a rookie there. I know that Jason Peters is just going to get hurt and leave most of the games, but it's still a
1: better option than Vitai right now. Oh, my God. Thai. Don't even get me started with Tai. okay? He's still eating fucking churros in Disney World. He's probably... Was, yeah, year it's, later. it's 1227
0: AM, and the parks are closed, but he's in there at the churro stand, just like...
1: just stealing them. Busting through the glass. Eating them. Just... And he's done this for way too long. Like, he should have been in shape last camp. And the fact that he's, like, still technically not in good shape. Like, fucking, he deserves to be put in the shine box. We don't have a segment today, but he deserves to be put in the fucking shine box. Yeah, in, shine box holder.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should have his picture on the shine box.
1: The grand bearer of shine box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. what Nobody knows what to expect from Jason Peters this year, but... I don't know. I, I guess I'm happy he's back.
1: Yeah, I mean hopefully he could just give us 12 starts, that'd be great. No, 12 would be great. That'd be great. But I'm not counting on it. But 12 healthy starts would be considered a successful uh signing in my opinion at this point. You know, he he's gone through so many injuries and you never know what you're going to get with him, so
0: Hopefully oh. Hopefully this year he knows like Okay, I'm I'm really feeling the effects of being an older player now. The past two seasons. I've missed a lot of time. Hopefully he can take that experience and kinda change his regimen and know what he needs to do to actually make it through this season. Because of course
1: he, he's it, gonna roll up like this. <sighs> I'm going to do this shit For mine (laughs) For feeling I'm going to put this thing On my back though That's exactly I was going to be Just like That's what we need Just like Greg Jennings Greg Jennings
0: Darren Sharper The (laughs) most hardest Hitting safety In
1: the league (laughs) Jason Peters The (laughs) most Toughest bodyguard In the league
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, for anyone who's never seen that
1: video, you you missed out. Yeah. You're a Lopez if you haven't seen that You're video. a
0: Lopez. Oh, no. That's now a new insult.
1: You're a Lopez, brother.
0: <laughs> You're a Lopez, brother. Raining on the parade. Here
1: I come with the Bulls, and we beat you because I'm a Lopez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. That's all the Eagles I got for now. Until Howie does something crazy.
1: Yeah, I'll it's see. been, I mean, you know, it's been relatively quiet. Let's, you know, not yeah. not too many slashes, but there's no necessary not... pickups and a nice, like, little gifts of uh, reuniting Deshaun with the Eagles. So, you know, we'll keep an eye out and see what happens. As of now, I we haven't really heard anything, though.
0: Yep. So uh, an, a couple other moves I wanted to touch on is false to the Jags, RIP. Hope he has a great career there. Um, we have Did Bell it. to the Jets, where all careers go to die. And Antonio Brown to the Raiders. But what I really want to get into is OBJ to the Browns. Can you <laughs> even believe it?
1: Suckers. Idiots. Sorry, ass. Idiots. What an idiot. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> oh. In a hand-gliding accident. What an idiot.
0: Idiot. <laughs> Okay, so the Giants are pretty much the most piss-poor run organization in the whole league. They are becoming the new Browns. Yeah, congratulations, Cleveland. When you have a player like Odell Beckham, you do not trade that guy away and keep your terrible, goofy-ass quarterback, Eli Manning. First of all, they're not even rebuilding. They let OBJ go, and they signed Golden Tate to, like, a major deal. And
1: what (laughs) do they—I don't even understand their plan. No one understands the plan. I actually have uh, two huge Giants fans at my work, and both of them are ready to drown themselves in a bathroom stall.
0: I bet, dude. I would be so just heartbroken if I was a fan of the Giants, and OBJ was my favorite player, and they traded him for, like, a guard and— freaking jabril peppers or whatever oh my god whoever
1: I know. they got there Jabril peppers doesn't even have like a designated position either he didn't even have one in michigan he was like a utility man basically safety so, linebacker guy i don't know right right one of those hybrids so like you're not even really getting back like a for sure stud you're getting back someone who you are buying on potential basically yeah
0: and also I don't know if you heard this, but Jerry Jones thanked the Giants for trading OBJ to the Browns. When you have another owner, Jerry Jones, the same guy who signed 85-year-old Jason Witten this year, just making fun of your team, then you know you're a laughingstock.
1: Man, if I were Gettleman, I would just leave town at this point. Yeah. You're, You're just public enemy number one. There's nothing you can do in the next two years To overcome what you just did,
0: no, no, you can't. Oh, they're a disaster, and I couldn't be more happy about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're you file them under another team that's a shit show. Them and the Lakers. It's funny how the mighty powers in sports are kind of on the decline right now. Between the Lakers, the Giants. Yeah, the Jets have always been a shit show, but, you know, major market teams, the Jets and the Knicks, the Mets, just major cities, are the Bulls, uh, the Spurs, a little bit of a decline, just major cities watching their teams, you know, really, you know, get into the shitter. It's just, it, it's just, it's weird to see these, like, smaller market teams, you know, rise again.
0: Yeah. It's not your father's Giants. No, it's not your father's <laughs> sports, basically. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's a so very different.
1: strange time. The friggin' Bucks are good now, and I don't the, know. The Bucks are go. Golden State's been good for a while, and yeah. they're not really too big of a market the until recent. Bulls recently. suck. The Bulls it, Well, are they do have
0: the next. Uh, well, they have the reincarnation of Christ, Zach Levine himself.
1: So I don't know. Maybe they're. Maybe they're okay. There's always that. There's always that. Yeah. But. But the bottom line is, you know it's just it's a weird time in sports there's a lot of major market teams who are s- either on the steep decline or just suck overall and there's a lot of teams in sports who are kind of seeing their time rise after so many years of misery
0: yeah totally uh oh one more thing i wanted to ask you did you see uh bryce harper get drilled by a 96 mile per hour fastball in the ankle
1: yeah and you know what that My- didn't surprise me <laughs> least <league> bit.
0: <laughs> Dude, thirteen years flashed before my eyes when he got hit. I was like, no, "Oh my God!" Right? No, oh
1: my God, that—that's the concern we run. But, um, but yeah, that didn't surprise me at all. I mean, yeah. welcome to Philly, right? Yep,
0: that was uh, his initiation to Philly sports. But uh, with that, I have to end it because my phone is about to die and you're going to be cut off. So, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the pod, and uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes five stars and we will review your five star man that's right we will read that review on the podcast so if you want to be a part of our club, rate and review five stars
1: but that's all I got for you Brandon all right guys thanks yeah thanks for joining us we'll see you next time
0: all right